absolutely heartbreaking loss for us. I mean, everybody just heartbroken throughout the whole city, but there's still a lot to look forward to. Some people oh, are going to tell me to shut up. Josh is all depressed. Let him have his fucking moment. That was, that was like, horrible. Like, I don't get – I don't know. That's probably the second worst thing that ever happened to me. Who was first? My grandmother dying. Yeah, luckily I still have three grandparents left. So I'm you blessed. have a heart. Yeah, but, like, that that's probably, without a doubt, the second worst thing that ever happened to me. I mean, I don't I – don't, I'm upset because I'm upset because we lost, but the fact that it was such a good Super Bowl game and the fact that one call that you know, regardless all year hasn't been called. Um, and that turning moment in an important game where there was a call early on in that game that he did the same thing, they didn't call it. Granted, I'm not saying we could have won, but like that kind of handed the game to the Chiefs because if that wasn't a flag, they'd have still kicked the field goal. We could have had a chance to drive down and maybe kick a field goal, but it just the way it ended, it just is upsetting. I think I'd rather would have gotten blown out. I've been thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, it was it was very upsetting. And uh, All right. that's cap. That's yeah, that is cap. No, rather than it would have hurt way less. It would have hurt way less. No, it wouldn't have. What? Yeah, it I don't even hear what he said. He said he, he would have rather gotten blown out. out. Yeah, I think it just it that was one of the most entertaining Super Bowls ever until that last moment when the refs, yeah. you know, shouldn't have done what they did. That was a very entertaining Super Bowl. Um, it is what it is. You can't we lost. Look, you you can't change the past, dude. Of course we lost. Um, but that's fucking sports. That's just life in general. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. It just makes the fucking character development of Jalen Hurts that much more interesting now. Like when we go back next year. To the Super Bowl. And if we win it, knock on wood, I think I really do think we will go back next year. I'll say it right now. Um, if he wins it, it's going to feel so fucking good. Like, I was talking about it with a guy this week, and I think a lot of Philly fans were kind of arrogant this week. Like, they were like, they didn't understand, like, how big of a deal I think it is that we're in the Super Bowl. Like, that this is a – it's really, for some fan bases, a once, for us it was a long time where it was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. We have all been blessed enough to be at least at three Super Bowls in our life. Not at them presently, but have three Eagles that they played in and won one of them. Um, but I'm just saying, guys, I mean, it it could be – your Josh makes a good point. It could be a while before we go back again. So there is that sadness that there is lingering. But I don't know, man. The Eagles are set up pretty well. And Jonathan Gannon going, which we'll get to later – I don't know. That might help things, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I think it might. I, I will say, Josh did say Jonathan Gannon was terrible in that game, which I've been saying all year. So I'm surprised you agree with me. No, he was. He was. He was terrible. I mean, he just had no game plan in the second half. Nothing. I don't know. I don't know what we just fucking wasted two weeks' salary on Vic Frangie. I don't know what he told us. I doubt. I mean, that was really. I heard that he's been behind the scenes all year. So is he? Is he? Could he emerge for defensive coordinator? Do you think or no? There's no chance. Like he's too old and washed up at this point. He's with Vic Fangio. He's he signed with another team. Yeah, he did. He actually did. I think it was with uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, Yeah, he's with the Dolphins. How long has he been there? No, 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 no. He was just did. Oh, just now. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. 
We're, we're, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll give you my opinion later on who I think should be defensive coordinator because it's surprising. But, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's pretty crazy to lose both of them. And we'll, and we'll later. But for me personally, this was just gut-wrenching. Um, I mean, to see this team, I'm, I mean, there were so many red flags in this game, I feel like, from this team. Uh, one red flag, I mean, obviously by the NFL, I'm probably going to this as well. Um, the field. Why the heck would you ever, ever? Josh, you should talk about that conspiracy too. Too, I'm gonna go set up the TikTok. I'll be right back. I'm not talking about it. A new freaking field, like this new field that you've been prepping for two years for some reason, and you're like, okay, we're gonna test it out on the most important game of the freaking season, and you see players slipping, slipping each freaking play, and there's piles of shoes on the sideline. Roger Goodell is a freaking idiot for this. Seriously, I don't know why the hell they did this. This should have this should have been tested out in the game. Why would you test it out in the Super Bowl? It pisses me off. It really does. I think it. I think that is pretty stupid too that they um, decided to test it out like at the moment, you know. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. You can't change it now. They already lost. Um, but yeah, and I think, uh, well, I did hear something about that, like the Super Bowl halftime show had an effect on the field is because yeah. the stages were on the field and it was Come creating. On. No, it's moisture. true. It's true. That shit's getting yeah. wild. But real it's quick, I want to bring somebody in. And before we hit that, I want to thank El Diablo for sponsoring Jack's Weekly Calling. What do I want when I'm in the state of Delaware? Of course, El Diablo burritos. Customer service always is serving your food with a smile on their face. Asking how your day is, but their food is phenomenal as well. Their burritos are out of this world, one of the best burritos in town. Their queso is phenomenal. Their burrito bowls are amazing as well. When you're in and around Delaware, stop by your local El Diablo burritos and tell them that 302 Birds sent you. God bless. Go Birds. What up, Fitzy? Again, Yo. thank you, El Diablo. Fitz. Fitzy, what do you feel about in the house? This upsetting event, bro. Like I said, man, I equivalent it to you having your high school sweetheart and you with your high school sweetheart, and you see everything's falling apart. But there's nothing you can do, and all of a sudden we have to talk. Now you're just heartbroken. This is how I feel about this, man. It's like. All the things like the people say about the refs, yeah, the flag on Bradbury, BS. The flag where they took the play back to do the instant replay after he made the catch, yeah, over the top. The field, Goodell, you should be ashamed of yourself. But I don't care about none of that because the number one reason that we lost the Super Bowl, JG, Jonathan Gannon. Came on your show last week, and I said it, it's put up and shut up. And golly, man, golly, man, it's oh man, I knew this guy was soft, man. He need to come back. He stopped Arizona. Stay there, man. Listen, 2017, we're in the Super Bowl. The year we win the Super Bowl, it gets Tom Brady the goat. My man had 600 yards passing. 
Jim Swartz goes to Dougie P and says, yo, I'm about to apply the pressure. I'm going to get the ball back for you. Happens the next play. Brandon Graham strip sack. What happened the entire second half? Soft zone, soft zone, soft zone. Mahomes is carving you up. Mahomes is on a peg leg. We didn't get one sack. Yeah, the field was messed up. You got to make an adjustment to that, man. The only reason it wasn't that one-sided in the first half is because Jalen played the game of his life, and we had the ball the first half. When we got that, when they got that first kickoff after halftime, it was a wrap. Yeah, and, and I see one touchdown, and we two touchdowns. We held the possession of the ball like all first half, and then the second half we like pretty even with the Chiefs. Yeah, like yeah, the field was fucked up, but like you still got to bring the pressure. Granted, I know Hassan Redick was silent all game. And I don't know if it's because he's used to the edge rush and getting around the corner and the field was re- restricting that. Yeah, but, but the teammate Hassan Redick is the Philadelphia Eagles. If you the see him getting there, bring somebody else. The fact that we left two wide open receivers score t- two touchdowns in the second half. Same play. It was the, the same, same play. play. Freaking play. You have uh, to. It's even making like, me even more pissed off thinking about they were wide open. Yeah, you got to well, like realize that it happened the first time and then realize the set up the second play, like the, the second time and adjust to it. Obviously, not only that, play. but like in that situation and when it happened the first time, I would take notes because you think that they would run it again. And also earlier the Jaguars ran the same play against us, and it worked. So, you know, I feel like you needed to break down on that. I mean, when you see – like, I don't know. I mean, that was a good play. It really was. But I don't think you should be fooled out twice on it. Yeah, I agree with that. I also, I also feel like what Fitz was saying, I think Gannon really, like, fussed out as well. He knew he screwed up. And he's like, well, I yeah, I don't have the guts to go back to Philadelphia. I'm gonna get eaten up. Somebody's something's gonna happen. Um, and that's why he never returned back because he's a coward. He he's a he's a freaking pompous idiot. And honestly, I I am still just in total shock that he just. KJ McCoy said you're a bitch, Jonathan Gannon, exactly. and said get the fuck out of Philly. Stay your ass in Zona, you freaking weirdo. So wait, if the Eagles play the Cardinals next year, are we flying out to Zona to go see the Eagles gut Jonathan Gannon? Uh, Tick pick, help us out. I will. I will go there. And I. I yeah, I'm, I'm taking sure the flight. That Jonathan Gannon flight. has nightmares. I will make sure he does. And, and Jack will too. I know Jack will. No, I bet in all seriousness, he will get very, very scared. But Fitz, thank you for jumping on with us to talk a little bit of uh, post-Super Bowl initial reactions. We appreciate you as always. One love, guys. Peace. 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 All right, guys. So now that we're officially a little bit through the football season, spring is coming. And you know what that means? Time for Philly's talk with Bob Bogtani. Fingers ditch. Oh yeah, baby! Oh, you ready? Yeah, the I am ready. Man. I hate I hate to burst your bubble though with the Arizona thing real quick, but we play them in Philly next year. That's even better. Then we're That's all going better. to that game. That's we'll even be better. We'll be there. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
But BPT, look at this fucking lineup. Is this a team that can go to the World Series and break the curse of last year? Tell me. Absolutely. Like, from top to bottom. So, you're going to miss Harper for till at least June, maybe beginning part of July. Uh, as Because he finally got Tommy John surgery to fix his UCL tear like a week after or the season finally ended. It, so you're going to miss him till then. However, he's just going to come back fresh. You miss, you missed him for about the same amount of time last year. He came back healthier, stronger, or, and he tore it up. He got hot at the right time for the postseason. So hopefully that same thing will occur. I, I hope that lineup will, will be incorrect, though, It'll come opening day. Trey Turner is the first true uh, leadoff hitter the Phillies have since Jimmy Rollins. And it's back in the from from the 04 days to 2011-2012, whenever it was that we finally traded him to the Dodgers. Um, he's The man's got speed. He can field. He can hit for average. He, he hit over 300, which is near impossible in today's MLB with the way people people throw nowadays is so with that being said you finally have a guy who can get on base you'll have schwerber in there you'll have probably Derek hall dhing being beginning of the season all these guys can crush and mash you'll finally be scoring runs in bunches forget about just having these solo shot home runs and yeah it's great that they hit all these home runs but you'll actually have guys on base which is even better you have guys like brandon marsh getting on base is now what concerns me with Brandon Marsh going into the season is is um can he can he hit the right uh can he hit the left-handed pitchers? He's he's a great he's does great against right-handed pitching. And left-handed pitching not so much, and that's what we had Matt Veerling for last year. But Matt Veerling, we traded this offseason to go get some bullpen help. Oh, so it's it's gonna be tough to see this year here, but I think that ultimately they improved in their in their starting rotation. They got Wheeler, Nola, uh, uh, Ranger, Suarez. All three of those are like three aces right there in your in your starting rotation. Then you have Taiwan Walker, who really in actuality is probably a number two starter in any other rotation. He's going to be number four in our rotation, which excites me incredibly for this upcoming season. Then you have this stud. Absolute stud coming up this year, Andrew Painter, who's probably going to be your number five starter. To start oh, I thought you were talking about when you said stud, I got excited. I thought you were talking about that sexy fellow on the right holding. What is oh, that? A red what? apple ale? What do you no, got in your hand in that pick? That's a Philly bell ringer. It's from company. Ew! Please. Um, but I'm, no, class, I, I'm with you, Tom. This team is exciting as hell this year. And I love your point about Brandon Marsh getting on base. I don't know what's on about baseball. Um, but the little bit that I did see this season is it's it's bell ringer, moonshot, or nothing this year, piss missile, or nothing with the Phillies, which is great. I love the dingers, but at the same time, you need to have a balance. And I think adding Trey Turner into the lineup, I think that that really just diversifies this Phillies offense so that they can do so much more. Like, you know how vital the shortstop position is. Everybody knows that. Um, and I don't think that there's a better guy to do it than B. Harp's best friend. So I'm really really excited um we'll be at a ton of games this year if you guys want to find us there come link up with the famous man himself i will be somehow figuring out how to get a bpt chain so stay tuned um but it's going to be an exciting season and there, there's a lot to look forward to kj jack sean anybody else want to say anything 
Yeah, I will say some. Um, yeah, dude, I'm <clears throat> I'm very excited to see what is going on with the Phillies this season. Uh, yeah, like uh, ballpark Tommy said, um, adding Trey Turner is a key piece to this team. Like our defense was supposed. Like I mean, people said it was going to be bad last year, but it honestly was above average. And adding Trey Turner, he has a very very good glove. And I mean, like he also said. I mean, it's going to hurt us losing Bryce Harper until um, June, July, whatever. Um, but, I mean, I think they'll be able to have themselves a good team when he sits out. But the main thing that I'm very, very excited about this year is the shift banning because that opens up the whole side of the field for left-handed hitters. Um, and I feel like there's going to be more hits. There's going to be more um, opportunities to get on base with that um in play yeah tommy um yes i didn't i may have asked you this a while ago but what do you think about the new shot the pitch clock and they can't adjust their lineups how do you think it's going to affect this this year of mlb so the way it's going to work with the pitch clock this year so it's 15 set it's you have 15 seconds in between pitches when there's no one on base 20 seconds when there is a guy on base and 30 seconds in between each batter I think it's going to be a good thing for the game. It's going to be getting people like Dutch who think the game's way too slow, don't really want to pay attention. Um, what's, what's going to do is what they found, at least in the minor league level, so they tested this out first at, in, at an independent uh, in independent leagues that w- will work with the MLB and tr- test out rule changes that they want to do. It sped up the game by only a few minutes. But a lot of those guys work fast anyway in the independent leagues because they're kind of younger. They're around our age. age. Whereas some of the older heads, it's in some guys who have matured more and have more talent, they work a little slower. So when they finally implemented it in the minor leagues, it shaved off about a half hour to 45 minutes off the game time. Because what they found was the pitchers were delaying it. They were stepping off the mound, spitting, fixing their jog strap, doing this, doing that. Da, da, da. Hey, rather than lock in and just throw a pitch, you know, like that. Like, so I think it's going to be a very good thing to try to regrow that fan base. Because uh, the MLB fan base right now, has a very is very top heavy, and what I mean by that is, Older. it's a lot of old people yeah. that are re- mm-hmm. that are really the fans of baseball. It's our parents' generation and older. It's right. not so much people like me. I'm a huge fan, but I don't see a lot of people my age each going to the game, yeah. enjoying the game, being able to talk statistics with. It like let's be honest on here. I talk with you guys. You kind of can follow along with what I'm saying, but you're not throwing back the same numbers and statistics as I am. But I think that's a sign of how the MLB does poor marketing. You guys can name me a weird, odd players on every team. In the NFL, yep. In the NBA. And I couldn't tell you that much, but that's also because I don't about other teams in the NBA as much. I care about the Sixers, and that's about it. Which actually leads us into our next topic, actually, perfectly. I mean, you take it first here, Tommy. But before we do that, he shoots, he scores. Time for slap shots with Zep. Flyers talk from 302 Birds. Go ahead, Josh. This is your topic, buddy. Yeah, go ahead, Josh. I thought thought Tommy was leading. All right, take it. Take it, Josh. You take it, Josh. All right. Just take, take, pick. 
Thank you, TickPick, for making me have to do this. Um, Say it with more enthusiasm, like you don't have a gun to the back of your head. No, this sucks, all right? I'm happy the Flyers are going to miss the playoffs because they probably would make it and they make the Stanley Cup Finals and then they lose just like every other fucking Philly team, all right? I'm done losing in championships. I'm done. The Flyers are fighting, but they're like, you know, good fight, guys, but they're not going to make the playoffs. They're nine points out of the wild card right now. Um the All-Star break is over, which means, like, we really are in the dog days of the season. It's winding down. We need to really make a last-minute push to make the playoffs. So, technically not eliminated. Honestly, I would say we're in a much better spot this time of the season than anybody thought with this roster. That being said, it's only because, like, the last eight or seven teams um, are so close right now. But Torts has the guys fighting. You know, I think Torts has done what everybody thought he was going to do. Yeah, so get the younger guys to hustle, you know. Basically, your Flyers team right now is made up of, like, a bunch of young guys and then all the white, short white guys who the Sixers always have who's just, like, the hustler on the team, like the TJ McConnells. Like, that's who the Flyers team is made is up of. Is that who Cates is? Is Cates, like, that kind of guy? No, no, he's a baller. No, don't even talk about my boy Cates. All right, don't. He's stop. a stud. But, um, JJ, you're you're absolutely the worst. I don't even know how you managed to be this bad all the time. Um, yeah, it just – it sucks. The Flyers are a sloppy team right now, too. That's the other issue. When you watch a game, they they had that young energy. That's what's keeping them alive in the standings. But they're so they have a lot of raw talent. Where they have a lot of guys who can skate fast, a lot of guys who can they can sniper a puck into the net. They don't have anyone though that's like molded and well crafted. It they had to rush a lot of guys up because of injuries last year. They demolished their team, so all these guys didn't really get polished in the minors in the AHL last year. Here, all they did is bring up a lot of guys and went, let's hope for the best this year. Here, they need to start tanking at this point because they're not going to get Bedard. They're not going to get um, a good draft pick in the lottery. They're going to miss out on the lottery at this point. They're definitely going to miss out on the lottery. And they're just going to keep this cycle of mediocrity. Hey, like, do you remember a few years ago when and the Sixers kept, like, they were good enough to make the playoffs, but they were always an eighth or seventh seed. Before they, the process. Before the process, exactly. It was like the Andre Iguodala days. Mm-hmm. And they just constantly, they would make the playoffs. If they got past the first round, this city got excited because it was like, whoa, we actually got past the first round. Maybe we'll we'll actually do something soon. Yeah. yeah. But that's what this team looks like they're trying to do. Like, they're trying to sneak into the playoffs, show they might have something, but then next year they're going to suck again. I will say this, Tom. It is nice that it is February, and I can still turn on a Flyers game and any given night think that they could still win that game. Maybe not make the playoffs, but, like, any <laughs> night it's like, all right, like, we're going to fight. They're better than they were at the beginning of the season. I'll give them that because at the beginning of the season, it was, hold on, how much are they going to lose by? Is it going to be by six goals tonight or only four? Yeah. Yeah. JJ, you're talking to yourself, dude. You're like the dude in the group. Like, old man yells at Cloud. Go home. (laughs) Ash, what are you going to say? Hey, uh, yeah. Honestly, I mean, it's kind of a tough spot to be in with the Flyers because – they have moments where they can be like, hey, we can actually be like a good 
not a good team, but a, a mediocre team um, and like put, you know, decent games together and stuff. And then they'll have just like a week or two where they just suck um, <laughs> in my opinion. And overall, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. They, they are a confusing team to me. I feel like they have a lot of the components to make it work. I don't know if whenever this team sale rumors that are flying around um, actually go through, maybe that will help um, long-term. I, I don't know, but there's got to be something, whether it's within upper management or something, because we've had so many years where we're like, this could be right on paper. We have the potential and they just can never make anything happen. Yeah, it's just all sad. I just, I just, we're not going to, we're not going to be that Boston franchise that they no. win every other year with all our teams. We are always upset by how our teams play out. We're never, we're never consistent with the game, especially for for NBA, the Sixers, and the Flyers. Um, we're kind of making a push for that in the in the Phillies and the Eagles, uh, but we're never going to be that perfect team that wins every single game and like is a uh, what's the word I'm looking for a um, franchise that wants to be beat by other franchises. You know what I mean? Little brother. So it just. This sucks. This sucks. Josh, yeah. I'm done. How, 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 why are you done with me? We lost the Super Bowl in like heartbreaking fashion. We lost the World Series. Yeah, that's a team that nobody thought we'd get there. Apparently, the Soul lost. I don't even Thank know. Thank you, Ash. I don't even know what league they're still playing, but they lost in the championship. Everything just sucked. The, the soul, the soul, haven't been in existence for like three years. What's, what's the? What's the coming back though? What's the, the arena football league went bankrupt? What's the, I think it's what, coming back. I heard. I seriously heard something that it's coming back. The USFL is you what you're thinking of. No, 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 no. I promise you, the Philadelphia Soul, the Arena Football League. I know what I'm talking about. The blue team. No, with I'm the trying black to tell look. Josh. I'm not trying to correct. Oh, you. I think it's coming back though. I think that they went unbankrupt. What? Did they? No, Josh was trying to talk about the soccer team. He's an idiot. No, he, he was trying to talk about the um, Philadelphia Stars in the USFL. What? what were you trying to talk about? Yeah, no. Anyways, none of this matters. Let's move to our next segment. No, you're right. All right, KJ, take it away. Well, first off, I mean, back to just quick little thing. I will explain the whole XFL, USFL thing later, but let's just get into the Sixers now. Um, my boy, Mac McClung, who was just a Delaware blue coat, Dude's and big. now he's officially a Philadelphia 76er. Uh, welcome to the Sixers. Um, he played for my my favorite college basketball team, uh, who sucks, uh, Georgetown. But uh, it's it's all good, and uh, then he transferred out later. Uh, it's a different story. But, yeah, I'm excited. This guy's a flashy dunker. You might recognize him from, like, hoop mixtapes and all that kind of stuff back in high school. Um, he was an insane dunker, this this six-foot-three white kid who could just slam like Vince Carter. I mean, it's just insane. The bounce he has, uh, the athleticism he has. And he's going to be in the dunk contest representing the Sixers on Friday. So that should be cool. I'm pretty sure he, the last hey. Sixer to be in the dunk contest was Andre Iguodala. Wait, um, I have a question. How long, is, how long has he been on the team? The Sixers. Today. I mean, uh, yesterday. How is he already in the dunk contest representing the Sixers? So, because no so one wants a, to be in it. Right. He's good. So here's the thing. He's one of the first 
which he is not he's not the first because Derek Jones did it with the Suns, where they took a G League player and they said, All right, you're gonna be in the dunk contest. And because he was he was really good at dunking, or I mean obviously like they have dunking abilities. And then they would get a contract from the team. So that's what happened with Max. So he got he got word that he was gonna be in the dunk contest, and then the Sixers signed him. So that's how it kind of worked out and everything like that. Okay. But um they were pretty much going to sign him. Like that's how it really works with that kind of situation. Well, I want, how come no one wanted to be in the dunk contest this year? I mean, it's always it's always hard for I mean, stars to really want to be in the dunk contest. I, I saw an interview with John Morant and a certain reporter and he said you would have to give me like a million, something million. To it's like, like the Pro Bowl, like it's like the Pro Bowl in the NFL because, like, you can pretty much, so pretty much. I mean, obviously, they do like the All Star game. I mean, like, the players will play that, but yeah, when it comes to the dunk contest, yeah, there's not too much respect on it as much as it used to be. Like, you used to see Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins battle it out, and then obviously, back in like 01, you see like Vince Carter and like guys like Desmond Mason, but now it's just like you got some guys who are really like guys who could barely make the roster or. Guys who are just like high flying dunkers, but you don't, you're like, who the heck are they? So, Mac yeah. is like one of those guys, obviously. But if you know basketball, you know who Mac McClung is. Um, he was very viral for many videos. And in, in like back in, I'd probably say like 2018, because back in high school, he was just insane. And he actually beat Iverson's scoring record for the state of Virginia. So he holds the state of Virginia scoring. He's a scoring leader in the state of Virginia, and he beat. The only, yeah, the only issue with him is he went to that bad private school in D.C. But then he transferred out and went to Texas Tech. Gonzaga. What Gates yeah. City? No, Georgetown. Yeah, it, it is a bad private school. It is. KJ. Georgetown's right. I, I sadly root for them. Yeah. At this at this moment, it's what midway of the season, right? Yes. Yes, it literally you, is midway of the season. How are you feeling about the Sixers this year? What do you what do you expect? What do you want to happen? What, how, how do you think Doc's te- coaching? Like, I'm feeling like the Sixers. I mean, I think they realize like the pain and agony us Philly sports fans have right now, and they want to just go out and just try and win something for us. Um, it doesn't mean like they're gonna go to the finals or anything, but I think they really realize. Okay, you know what? We gotta step it up, um, and hopefully Doc realizes that too. Um, but, yeah, it's just – I mean, the Sixers, they've been off and on. It just seems like – I mean, right now, actually, they're, they're kicking the Cavaliers' butts right now. So, yeah, that's 90, great to see. I think it's 92-75 um, to 75 or something like that. Yeah, so they're doing great against them. Um, but, yeah, the Sixers, hopefully they can they can make some kind of run. And they got some moves. Like, they got rid of Matisse Thybul, which um, some people love him. Some people don't like him. Um, but yeah, he's on the Blazers now. He's doing okay over there with just less pressure. And I mean, like, he just doesn't. The, the reason it didn't work out with Matisse here, he didn't really have much of an offensive game. I felt like he was more defensive. And we just seemed like we needed a like a wing who can really just like be a playmaker. And that's what we got in in uh McDaniels uh from Charlotte. So I think that's so a good move as well. So, but yeah, as I was saying before, can they fill the void? I mean, all these losses, and yes, I'll go back to Jack's question. It was not the freaking soul. It was the Philadelphia Stars of the USFL. That's who it was who lost. And Philly Sports Guy was actually at that championship game and lost to Birmingham Stallions. But uh, 
Yeah, we've Was won. he at all of these games, technically? Because wasn't... No, I asked him that. Not the Union. Okay. Not, not the Union, because that was in L.A. And he did not go, he said. So and he it was, was the at... same day as the Phillies lost the World Series. Yep. That was just yeah. fucking a gut-wrenching day. Okay. First time, I think, ever in, like, sports history, whatever the heck, an MLS team loses a championship and a, and a freaking... You mean two um, professional yeah, two teams lose a championship in the uh, same day? MLS is a really a league, though. So, oh my God, there it is. There's uh, the zinger. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. I mean, you see, obviously, the sorrow we have to go through as as a city of Philadelphia. But I I'm praying, and I think we all are, that the Sixers can be our saviors, which is kind of hard to believe. No, but they're no, like they won't. Definitely. I don't know. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, Why do you say it, Tom? Why do you say it like that? The Sixers look even on. Oh, they were a second round exit last year. Yeah. Here, they look even worse this year. <laughs> they thought their 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 saving grace was whoever they signed the other day, who has only like three point five points a game and, and like a rebound a game, and he's a center. Here, he sucks. Well, Dwayne Dedman. Yes, we brought him back. Dwayne Dedman is. Yeah. Okay, Dwayne so Dedman. he was. He was with us during the the hinky days, the process days. He was freaking horrible. I hated Dwayne Deadman. And guess what? Um, he still sucks. He sucks. <laughs> oh, he, he sucks. I, I <laughs> talked to a Miami Heat fan, and the Miami <laughs> Heat fan said he was a cancer for the team. So I don't know. They he thought sucks. That Dwayne Deadman the would Sixers be like this. suck. They're only they're going to be another second round exit this year <laughs> if they're lucky. I was going to say they're probably going to be a first round long, exit Tom. this year. Flyers are going to make the playoffs just so they screw up their future. So it's baseball season. That's all I have. It wasn't a hold. He didn't hold him. In what world is that a hold? He was. He didn't hold him. It was a ticky tack call. And they didn't call it once against them. All right, all right. Look, look, look. Let me say. Let me say my piece on the Sixers. I don't think that they're going to do it. I don't. I used to be confident in them. I'm really not. Tom just fucking sold me. And and Tom, the accountant, just sold the sales guy. So what does that say to everybody? I mean, I'm just not sold on the Sixers being it. I would love to be proved wrong. Um, but like Tom said, it's fucking baseball season. I was just cracking the fuck up the way he just said that. So I'm all for it, Tom. I'm with you, man. Jack, Josh. They will not fill the void. I don't even think they'll make it to the yeah, – we'll see. They'll probably make it to the first round. Lose and then mm-hmm. lose game seven, and then we'll be upset. And one of them burn the city of Philadelphia down. Don't make this think that I think that Doc Rivers is going to bring us to a championship because I, I freaking don't. Um, I'm just saying that could they be the savior? I, I don't think so, but like there's always a chance they could do something, they could make a backflip. We pray to God they do, um, but maybe in some weird way. God realizes, okay, you know what, Philadelphia, I'll, I'll let you have the Sixers somehow. So um, I'm I praying to God that I happens. But I that's a good highly, point, JJ. At least Doc's getting fired. I'm saying I highly doubt it, though. If, but if we're I'm wasting Embiid's time is the problem. But anyways, um, before we get into our next segment, I wanna time for everybody's favorite part of the show: 302 trivia with your host Jack Dalton, the Mayor of Delaware. Again, Cardinals, you were getting up. Again, Fans Football Network, uh, appreciate the sponsor. Uh, tonight we got on the ballot is uh, which player holds the Philadelphia Eagles record for career interceptions with four, 34? 
Again, which player holds the Philadelphia Eagles record for a career interception of 34? <laughs> Answers are Bill Bradley, Brian Dawkins, Eric Allen, or all the above. We'll give you the answer at the end of the show. You're getting so much better at that, buddy. He's getting really good. That's like three weeks in a row. But I'll let you guys take this first. Going to talk some Eagles. Um, Miles Sanders. Wow. No, I'm not paying Jesus the man. This, Christ, man Tommy. this man had a great season and didn't show up at all in the Super Bowl when we needed him. Our run game was silent. Jalen Hurts carried that run that run team and the throw deep. We don't. I don't think we deserve to pay this man any money because, like we said previous episodes, you can recycle running backs. We're, you can get a nice running back in the in the draft or get another you know young guy. I'm not saying I don't think we should pay him. Yeah, I agree. I I don't want to pay Miles Sanders. Um, I did like Miles Sanders a lot. I thought it was a great story. He went to Penn State. Uh, he's a PA boy, but at the same time, I just feel like yeah, he had a great season, great regular season. And he had more than a thousand yards. I mean, we haven't had that with the running with the Eagles running back since like Shady, I'm pretty sure. But um, yeah, honestly though, he's a liability, and especially with fumbling the ball uh, sometimes. I mean, he just can't keep his freaking uh, he can't keep the freaking ball in his hands sometimes, and it pisses me off. Um, but yeah, I just I, I'm fine with Kenny Gainwell. I really enjoy uh, I, I really enjoy watching him play as well, and I feel like he didn't get enough really any usage with the with the birds this year but uh hopefully he will next year and i don't see the eagles trying to pay miles Sanders. I, I don't see it happening i think you have to also look at it this way the whole the end goal at the end of the day is to win a, a super bowl correct so correct. so if that's the end goal i don't think you're gonna win one with this guy he came up small in the biggest of moments Think about – forget even about this specific postseason. Look at last year. Granted, it's even smaller sample size. It was one game against the Tampa Bay Bucks. He didn't show up there. He didn't show up to the games leading up to it either where we needed him most to clinch a spot to get into that playoff. Jalen Hurts had to take control last year too towards the end of the season. This year, all of a sudden he can't run. Kenny Gainwell could run in the playoffs. All of a sudden, he was okay during the regular season, but he showed up big when the when the when the lights shined in their brightest. He ran all over or the Giants. He had over a hundred yards against the Giants. Giants couldn't do a thing to stop Kenny Gainwell. Couldn't the 49ers, the greatest uh, defense ever, apparently according to ESPN, couldn't stop Kenny Gainwell. Oh, and he he did very well against the Chiefs. Chiefs. In the aggregate, considering how everyone else ran, Kenny Gainwell did pretty well. Oh, then you look at Miles Sanders. He he really fumbled twice, in my opinion. That one that got overturned by replay, I think he really fumbled. If yeah, I'm being, I agree. If I'm being perfectly honest. He fumbled twice in the Super Bowl. Oh, he kept trying to bounce everything outside. When he, and whereas if he just ran up the middle, he could get two or three yards easily and at least have a positive game. Instead, he's bouncing it out consistently getting either just back to the line of scrimmage or a loss. He's not worth the money. He chokes under the pressure. Here, like, and at this point, we saw too, with Pacheco, like, just go get someone out, out of college and run him out there. You don't need to spend a lot on a running back. Heck, they're a dime a dozen anymore. They're all, all these running backs coming out of college are great. 
Pete. They're great. And then they get run to the ground in the NFL in two, three seasons, and they're no longer good. Yeah, like to that point, and then you guys can like Zeke Elliott. They gave him that big, that big uh check, right? What he has sucks he, now. Yeah, exactly. yeah he, sucks. What has he, he sucks. What has he done since he's got that that contract extension? Tony Pollard's ass. Yeah, exactly. So we see, you know, a revolving door with when we spend this much money on receivers, they end up, you know, not playing well like they used to. You mean running backs. Yeah, sorry. My fault. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I don't think it's worth us spending because we don't really have that much cat space. I, don't, I think we should just get one in the draft and keep Kenny Gainwell because we still make Ken, uh, Kenny G number one and then have – Whoever, if Boston Scott's still here, number two, and then somebody that we draft. That's that's what I think we should do. In my opinion, I like the running back is the most disposable position in the NFL. Unfortunately, I love Miles Sanders. He's probably my favorite player on the team right now. Um, but the NFL is a business, that's and cool. Tom that put cool. it best. Um, the end goal is to win a Super Bowl. So you, you got to look at it as where are we going to invest our money? It's going to be in Jalen Hurts probably primarily. And then after that, probably CJGJ would be my next bet. Um, you know, you got two first-round draft picks. The Eagles can do a lot with that number 10 pick. There's a hypothetical chance that Bijan Robinson, I think his name is, is there. If he's behind this offensive line, I think he's a pro ball running back um, in his no. rookie year. I mean, last year behind this line – when Miles was fully healthy, he was a pro ball running back. His yards per carry went down a little bit, but I mean, 11 touchdowns and the year before he had fucking none. So it's really nice to see him bounce back. Um, I think he'll get a really good deal somewhere else, but I don't think that the Eagles are going to be able to pay him the amount that he wants. I think that this relationship is going to be uh, mutually beneficial to depart. Um, I thought I already talked about this. Um, yeah, Miles you're good. Sanders. Sorry, my fault. Yeah, I was gonna say everybody's yeah, talked about this, right? Yes. Uh, except for Sean. I think. Oh, sorry, Sean. What do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, uh, I, I like Miles Sanders as a player. Um, but like, um, Ballpark Tommy was saying, you know, he does fumble a lot. So did KJ. KJ also said that too. Um, I mean, he's just like. I don't. He is a liability, and that's what I feel like. Um, I think you could move on from him and save some uh, money, and then just go out and get one in the draft, equally as good. Cool. Uh, really and good. what did you think of this, Sean? I mean, did you see this today? People were going out signing mural of Jalen Hurts in Philly. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I did see that today. Um, and I do respect it. Like, I mean, um, if I had the chance, I would get out there and say something, uh, write it in chalk or whatever they were writing it in. Um, I feel like it's um, it's a good sign um, that we're all still together, um, even though the Eagles lost. Um, and I feel like this gives Jalen Hurts more confident to uh, even strive better. E- even though he did everything that he could in his power in that Super Bowl, I feel like he's, he's just going to keep on playing with a chip on his shoulder and um, strive to be the best. And – get rid of all those doubters, which he, I mean, at this point he shouldn't have any, like Patrick Mahomes said, but um, yeah, I feel always like, be there. Every player will have um, them. You know what yeah, I mean? Every, every player will, but I feel like, I mean, 
people aren't giving him the same respect as he should get. And I mean, you saw um, what Colin Cowherd he said. He said that he wasn't even a top five quarterback in the NFL. Like, who the fuck cares? He's just doing it for you know, like that. That's that's just. I don't even want to listen to it. Like, I mean, who? What? What does his opinion have to affect on anything? Really? Like, he's just an analyst. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I mean, Jalen played his heart out. Um, there's nobody that I could say on the. I mean, there's only one person on this team that I could say uh, that wore Philadelphia, the city them, themselves, on his sleeve, and that was Jalen Hurts. Uh, the way that he just silenced a lot of doubters, um, even though there are still a lot of doubters and a lot mm-hmm. of haters, um, and he doesn't deserve the hate because he's such a nice guy. He's a great person. Um, and he, and he's so humble. I mean, you could see a lot of other quarterbacks after a loss react in different ways. I mean, we used to see Carson Wentz kind of react in a very different way. Um, but Jalen Hurts honestly uses it as a stepping stone. And, uh, that's what I like about him so much. I mean, like he uses it as a lesson and he's like, all right, well, I'm going to get even better and better. And I truly believe he will get better. And I mean, sky's the limit for him, dude, because I mean, honestly, I mean, the season he had last year, to go from last year to this year, look like an MVP candidate. I mean, to think of how much more he's going to get better, that's going to be insane. And I cannot wait to see it. Um, the kid's going to keep on going. I, I, I know he will keep on striving for greatness. And uh, I'm excited. Yeah, no, the way he ended his uh... – End of the night in the interview after the game, he said it best. I'm not really sure what the exact words were, uh, but he talked for eight minutes and he was just saying, you know, you know, hard games like these suck, but it's a matter of like the next game, how you play. And I think he has that dog mentality that, yeah, shit, we lost, but I'm going to try my hardest next season to be the best player I can be and bring us back to this, this spot with a W next year. So I think Jalen Hurts, he, I mean, I'm always a believer in him. This man is Philly. He is him. He played, he played like a Super Bowl MVP, um, three touchdowns. I'm not sure how many rush, uh, passing yards. Uh, but that version he had was phenomenal. That was, you know, I was like, damn, this, this is going to be a turning point. Sadly, the call ruined it. But Jalen Hurts, I mean, this man is – what what we needed in Philly. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Jalen Hurts had a great season. Definitely the best player in the Super Bowl. I don't like this, though. I don't like that we're thanking him. Like, this is not what Philly's about. We need to be on this man's ass. This man needs doubters. I don't. I feel like Philly's taking this loss too well. This pisses me off. This pisses me off. We need to be angry in the streets. Okay, Josh, what you just said made no fucking Every, sense. Everything, no, he should have doubters yeah, the way yeah, he I played see, in the I Super Bowl. No, 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 no. We lost this game because we were not underdogs. It wasn't People Jalen Hurts' were... fault. I know. It I wasn't his fault at all, Josh. It was that one call. I know, but it's just the whole culture around this game, just the Philly in general. I don't like it. I don't like that we're thanking Jalen Hurts after this game. We all need to be pissed. We need to be breaking windows and flipping cars. We need to be wearing our No, we do not need to be flipping cars. No, they're still searching for those freaking kids. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't don't, don't flip off the the car. Don't flip the cars. Yeah, no, Jalen Hurts was the best player in the Super Bowl. I don't like that fans are writing. Thank you. It's it's showing respect to the man who had a rough loss in the Super Bowl. and did a lot for the city of Philadelphia. 
This is the first time we've had a fucking consistent. I'll take it. This is the first time we've had a consistent QB since fucking McNabb. This is like a big fucking deal. Like we actually have someone that we can say, you're not going to be here. Like, like you're not a question mark. Like we just had a guy play all three playoff games and play his fucking ass off in all three, like put up five touchdowns. Um, total offense in each game. They put up 35-plus points in each game. That's not easy to do. So, I mean, I get what you're saying, Josh. I do like the whole chip-on-the-shoulder mentality. But at the same time, like, you can't – we're trying to break the whole stereotype of the flipping the cars thing. You know, not all Philly fans are going to do that. And I get it. I think that this was a really nice sign of respect, though. I think it was a cool thing that Philly fans did. And I think it's going to go a long way with Jalen Hurts. I think it's going to do what you're trying to do through the whole doubting thing. It's going to be good fuel. It's fuel. It's just a different kind of fuel. It's like I, diesel I, and then fucking gasoline. Pick your poison. I also feel like Jalen Hurts, his energy of just like how like moving on and like, you know what, like things are going to happen. I feel like it's feeding off on the city. I feel like a lot of people are like, okay, you know what, I can, I can do that kind of sort of thing. I mean, I, I can kind of go with that kind of, uh, I guess, attitude. But, um, but yeah, honestly, I mean, back to the Jalen Hurts, the player as well, though. Um, people who said he doesn't have an arm, people who said he can't throw, the man threw for, what was it, 375-plus yards? And I don't even Fucking think Mahomes nuts. even – was it that or what was it like uh, – something like that. He had the second best ranked, yeah. and we'll get to this in a few minutes, yeah. but PFF ranked him. Like the second best QB performance, I guess it's been since 2006 or yeah. something. Now Mahomes was in that top 10 list too. You know what's funny? Who was number one, KJ? Big Dick Nick. Wow. BDN. BDN. Wow. And we'll get to all that in a minute. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, I, I really like this. We'll move on from it. Just a really cool sign of respect. Just it's It's a Philly thing. And I hate to say it like that. Kind of cheesy, but I want to move on to our next topic. Something a little bit more fun, a little bit more upbeat. Um, And we're bringing a special guest on the show for it. Everybody, I want to welcome a good friend of ours back to the show, NFL Mike. What's up, handsome? How you doing? What's up? Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. I got to say something. I really got to say something. And you may not like me for this. Uh But you know you're doing, like, the the TikToks about the playoffs and, like, the team that you, like – chose you wanted to win and they end up losing you chose the you chose don't blame me don't blame me it's not his fault it's not his fault you blame Lacey because Lacey said the the home home charges there's so many different things that's what's telling us to root for the Cowboys Mike, I love you. I'm just fucking with you, buddy. <laughs> I love all of you guys, too. I love all of you guys, too. Jinxes but, don't exist. Mike, it's we'll an bring you on the show tonight, Mike. I mean, did you see this Twitter beef? What was your opinion on this from an outside opinion? Because I thought this was classless. Well, I saw a post later on that said that uh, Juju had 19 total TikToks throughout the season, and he only <laughs> scored three touchdowns. So people are starting to get on Juju now. This is, this is the difference between A.J. Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. A.J. Brown is like an old-school football player. You can tell that his dad or his mom or his coach or whoever influenced him coming up in football, that you play the game with some respect for your opponent at a certain point. And Juju is a new-age football player where you play the game with no respect for your opponent. It seems like every game is treated like it's a, some kind of bragging right trophy. That everyone has to say, I own you. No, I own you. Well, I own you because I own them and they own them. 
So that's where Juju comes comes from with this tweet. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. He thinks it's funny. He's doing the social media game. But AJ Brown's like, well, where's the respect, bro? Like, we just played a Super Bowl against each other. This, this is history. And the first thing you do is get on Twitter and clown a guy that would never – I don't think James Bradbury would ever do this to someone else. No, no, not one bit. No, James Bradbury is one of the nicest guys on the team from what I've seen and from what I've heard. So, I mean, I don't think he would – it's just immature. Like, that's the only word I could use to describe it. I mean – What'd you think about AJ Brown just absolutely just fucking tearing him a new ass on the reply though? Did you think that that was immature too? Like two wrongs don't make a right, or did you think it was warranted? I mean, AJ Brown standing up for his guy because again, I think he knows James Bradbury ain't gonna say shit because James Bradbury is a calm dude. You know, <laughs> true. What AJ also, Brown choke slammed Juju. <laughs> you know what also pisses me off about this this season in general? The fact that Brittany Mahomes thinks she has a platform to, like, talk about, oh, you guys were haters, all this bullshit. I'm like, oh, cool, your, your husband is an NFL uh, quarterback. But you don't need to go on Twitter and, like, roast the people fan base that, oh, you guys proved us wrong. You have no right to do that. Let let Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes do that. You don't need, he doesn't need somebody to step up for him. I just think that was annoyed. And I read that today. I was like, well, yeah, she's really, always annoying anyway. She's, 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 about that. she's always annoying. Yeah, Mahomes so, barely likes her. He's not, barely likes her. not that that matters. I hope they get divorced, to be honest. I hope they do. I hope they get divorced. What do you think about this whole scenario, KJ? Um, you know what? Yeah, and, and back to what Mike was saying. Yeah, James Bradbury is a very nice guy. I've seen videos where people literally call him James Ballberry, and uh, he doesn't care at all. So he, he's a good sport about things. I don't know how he reacted to this at all, but uh, Juju's a clown, to be honest. He always has been. Uh, he, he's he's just a freaking – he's a weird dude. Um, I don't know how him and Jackson Mahomes haven't made any TikTok videos yet because they both like to do the same kind of things. And they both can't really play any sports. Um, that's the thing. Um, I feel like Juju is actually better a better TikToker than he is a football player. Um, that's how I see it. But, uh, yeah, to be honest, AJ had every right to go at Juju because he came at Bradbury. And, I mean, like, you don't just do that kind of stuff. I mean, come on, man. Like it's just—it's embarrassing to some extent too when your head coach, like you guys saw the video of Andy Reid, Juju, you're faster at making TikToks than you are running, or he said something like that. Yeah. Like it's embarrassing when fucking Andy Reid, like fucking cheat the guy who like gets excited over cheeseburgers, like that's the highlight yeah, of his Walrus. life. Is like a yeah, cheeseburger Walrus, like, is roasting you. Nicest guy ever, phenomenal coach. All respect to the Chiefs, but it is embarrassing as fuck. When your head coach, who is basically the biggest dweeb in the history of dweebs, is roasting you. Just saying. I, so, I, I like Juju Smith-Schuster as a player. I actually think he's a decent receiver. Um, okay. I just feel like if you've ever made a TikTok of you dancing, like, you deserve to lose all happiness in life. Like, Juju Smith-Schuster, the fact that he was happy. Gosh, I, if you also lost all happiness in life, the way you're talking right now. Yes, because we lost the Super Bowl, Tom. We lost Super Bowl. Yes. Burn it down. It sucks right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm down pretty bad, bud. And you know what? Bradbury even said it was a hold. I still, whatever. That's touchy. Like, even if he said, like, it wasn't a hold, like, 
Juju Smith. I, I just, I just hope I, if we play the Chiefs next. That's week, why I get more mad about the tweet though, because just, Bradbury was a good sport about it. It's like just immature and pussy well, on Juju Smith. But here's the thing: the the main reason, <laughs> the main reason they do this type of shit is for us to be talking about it. Yeah, you know, that's you why know, you do the cheesecake thing too. So like exactly, I don't think yeah. like that. It was just not warranted at all that he just came out of nowhere and just said that. These both teams played a hard game. Just celebrate with your team. No need to go on Twitter and fucking roast a defense or, or you know the opposite team. I just think it's pointless to do that. Like what what is what are you gonna get, get out of that other than other people talking about it? Like it makes no sense whatsoever. Juju, you you made an enemy for life, Juju. For sure. I right hope, right here. Look in my speaking eyes. Speaking about enemies, I I noticed that Mike and uh, JJ in the in the comment section. I don't know if you guys know. Oh, yeah, JJ doesn't battle, like somebody. There's battle of uh, L.A. But um, that's how JJ is. JJ is always yeah. fucking trying to pick a fight with somebody. But does anybody yeah, else have anything that they want to say about the whole Twitter scenario? Otherwise, I want to move to our next segment, which is Brian Johnson potentially taking over offensive coordinator. Jack, Josh, you guys want to take this first? Yeah, I think this is like I think losing um is a huge loss. Obviously, we're still gonna have Jalen Hurts. Who is a great quarterback as he proved this season? But um, Shane was calling the plays this season, and yes, Sirianni had a huge overlook on it. But I, it's going to be massive. I think this is probably the right move. I also think it's kind of fucked up because if we remember, the whole reason Doug Peterson quit is because he wanted to promote his quarterback coach that season, and Howie and Jeff Lawyer were basically like, no. We're going to make you hire somebody outside to be the OC, but whatever stuff happens. So, I mean, I think it's the right fit. I'd rather hire inside somebody who knows Jalen Hurts' strengths and weaknesses and weaknesses he has none because he's a baller. Yeah. Wow. You're actually, I like Jalen Hurts. praising him now after. I'm just saying, I don't, I'm I'm talking. I I have 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 a speaking stick right now. That's my pen. Put up, Zep. Anyway. Burn Philadelphia to the ground. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Brian Johnson has known Jalen Hurts for quite some time, and I think this would be a good fit. Granted, it's going to be rough losing Shane Steichen. I think he called a good season this year. Um, I mean, other than other than the what was it, uh, 49ers, he wasn't really calling that good of a game. Uh, but I think it's going to be perfect. We got to see what he does. Um, I don't really – I mean, he's been with Jalen Hurts now for three years. Um, so we'll see what how he utilize, utilizes his strength and weaknesses um, and go from there. So we'll see what happens in the offseason. It's also got like just like a very white name, Brian Johnson, which is very like generic guy. Was he the quarterback's coach? Was it for the Eagles? Yeah. Yes. He's also been with Jalen Hurts a lot longer. Here, he was a coach of – That's what I school. just said. But I think that this could be like a match made in heaven, though, to elaborate on what Tom just said. They've known each other for a while. But Johnson right, just kind of saw everything that Steichen did firsthand. I, I get Tom off, so let Tom talk. I was rude. I'm going to get to Tom after. I was Yo, just going to go ahead, Tommy, what are we going to do with these guys, right? Well, he's, he just said – well, here's what I, I'm going to say in rebuke to him. One, he literally just Fuck said. It. Just go with it. Take the ball and run. Fuck it. I am. Cause, <laughs> cause, hey, Dingus. 
You literally just said he's been he's only been there with Jalen for three years. He's known him since friggin' high school. And then I you literally said, Oh, in high school. I said before I said no, that. No, 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 no. I know oh. what you said. He's pinching his fingers. It means it's serious. <laughs> he's there we go. <laughs> ding ding. All right. The bell. This has been but I think it's a great hire. There you go. Mike, what do you got to say? <laughs> I should be drinking out of the goddamn Lombardi trophy right now. Fuck this. You can't drink out of it. Go Shut ahead. up, Tom. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> That's a Stanley Cup. Right, I think we need to just mute Jack, Josh, and Tom, the three of them. Mike, what do you think? I don't really know anything about Brian Johnson, to be honest with you. But all he's got to do is just keep the momentum going. Keep improving Jalen Hurts as a passer and letting him know that he can weaponize his legs once he starts to press the ball down the field. What he did in the Super Bowl kind of shows what max potential Jalen Hurts can be. And I think that, like, uh, like you look at like what a guy like Colin Kaepernick did when he burst onto the scene, right? He never, like, kept that progress going as a passer to where it would level out with his ability running the ball, which is why he's no longer in the league. I feel like Jalen Hurts has the work ethic and the mindset and the hindsight to know that I got to keep improving year by year by year if I want to stay at this stage and stay at this level. And, and he's working towards establishing himself as one of the best franchise quarterbacks in the league. So I would say this, no, no matter what Brian Johnson's history is, just learning about him right now, just got to keep that momentum pushing forward. You don't want to take steps back. I think it's a match made in heaven because it's like they've been together longer and it's like almost like it's like a, is it a blessing in disguise? Now, trust me, it sucks to lose Steichen. But is it like maybe Johnson just watched everything Steichen did right and now steps in the right position and has even more chemistry with Hurts and we see an even better season next year? Um, Sirianni's still in place. What I'm more worried about is actually the uh, defensive coordinator, which will bridge us into our next segment. I mean, all of us all season had talked about Jonathan Gannon and how ass he had been and just how tired we were of him until – the 49ers game, when all you motherfuckers wanted to suck his dick because he G-Wagon, and he said, we're going to gut these guys. And okay, you did. You played a great game. But then, if you guys saw my guy from Crossing Broad, Kyle, asked him a question. He said, Jonathan Gannon, are you going to gut these guys? He goes, I have no comment. Well, you didn't fucking gut them. You got fucking gutted. At the <laughs> crucial moment of the game, you gave up two plays that were the back-to-back -back plays just on flip sides of the field. So it is good riddance, I think. I think I'm a little bit scared because Vic Fangio was kind of my front runner for defensive coordinator. I know that they'll find somebody. Um, I don't know. Who do you guys have as other candidates? I'm interested I to hear. I have a great candidate. Oh, God. Ryan freaking Dawkins. I knew you were going to say that. I literally Everybody have did. to bring him in, man. KJ, I, I, I literally was talking to Josh. Yes, go ahead, KJ. Oh, go ahead. I said Brian Dawkins, so I agree. Go ahead. Wait, what were you saying to Josh? That we should hire Brian Dawkins. Literally before you just yeah. came on. Oh, exactly. I've been thinking it ever since I heard that Gannon was going. I said, hire Brian Dawkins. Hire Brian Dawkins. This man will, will have the whole defense running through a freaking wall. Um, he, he will make them want to go to war. Like, dude, it would be amazing to get Dawkins. but yeah, Or Seth Joyner as well. Um, that would be amazing. But one of those guys – you got to do that because they're technically still part of the franchise. Um, but, yeah, I heard from somebody that they're trying to just kind of – Look at this date. Oh, okay. There this we go. Date. 
Oh, this wow. All the way back in 2012, though, is what I'm trying to show you. Oh, 2012. So, like, I feel like if it hasn't happened since then, it's probably not going to happen now. You yeah, know what I, I know. But that's, that's just that's my dream, defensive coordinator. And I just feel like – damn, what was I about to say? Freaking, freaking cut me off. Um, yeah, go ahead, KJ. Sorry. No. All right, well – I think with, with with Dawkins, yeah, it would just be it would be insane to get a guy like him um, as a defensive coordinator. I mean, I think he'd be great. Absolutely not. You, no, good players never make good coaches. Never. What about Demarco Murray or no? What's his name? The guy. Demico Ryan's. Yeah, Demico Ryan's was a completely average linebacker in my. Yeah, opinion. Josh kind of has a point there. He wasn't like like I love Demico Ryan's, but like though. he wasn't He's anything different. special compared to some of these. Dolphins is a great inspiration, whatever. But like scheme wise, like is he the guy? Probably not, because he can play in any scheme. Because he's <laughs> he's yeah. very smart. Yeah, he's yeah, very he smart. a beast. If you want to promote somebody within the franchise who played on the defense, Barwin? yeah, Connor Barwin's probably the guy to do so. I don't really like him either as the defense. Player. I don't think he's ready yet. I love him, but I don't think he's, he's ready. No, not Chris. No, Chris Long gets way too high nowadays. Um, <laughs> well, he does seriously. His, yeah. his green no, you're not wrong. I'm laughing yeah, because I think it's true. No, I, I don't really know any good candidates at the moment. I just think Dawkins is like like I don't think Tom Brady would be a good football coach because he just sees the game a different way. I think okay. Dawkins sees the game a different way. He probably won't be able to explain that. To the defense, I could be wrong. You know, I don't, I don't know anything about him as a coach, but I think that'd be more of a publicity hire than an actual like strategic hire, in my mind. Yeah, from I'm what I heard, so happy he's gone. From what I heard, it's going to be somebody inside the franchise in the organization. So it's going to yeah, be somebody that's already part of the Eagles organization. So somebody who'll get lifted up or something like it, that. Yeah, kind of going back to the offense coordinator thing. Um. I think we should offer it to Deuce Staley. He's Personally. not, he's, not gonna, the, he's on the line. Isn't he already the line 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 back See, this, yeah, is, this, this is the negative. This is the negative side of. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think we should hire Deuce Staley as the offense coordinator. He's pissed at our organization because he wanted to be. Deuce Staley's already hired to another franchise. I don't know which team it was, but he already got signed. The Lions. The Lions. Yeah, he's on the Lions. Uh, he left the Lions. Oh, he left them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, but yeah, this is the negative side of, of going to the Super Bowl and losing both your coordinators. Everyone already hired all their people. Like Brian Flores was available. Imagine him here. That would have been crazy. Uh, and, and it seems like all the coordinators and all the head coaching candidates have been sucked up now. And you guys are left to just hire within house and hope that they can carry whatever was going on last year. Now this year to, into next year. It was the Panthers. That's who it is. Oh, yeah, you guys can have Brandon Staley. JJ saying we could fire you. guys want Brandon Staley? We'll trade you Brandon Staley and a fifth-round pick. I'd absolutely like Brandon Staley as our defense coordinator. Yeah, okay. Thank you for that, Mike. That's a real good compensation. Yeah, I'm a good guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that the Eagles can do. Of course, we'll, we'll come to see what comes to fruition in the next couple of weeks. But bridging yeah. on to our last and final topic of the night, thank you all for joining in tonight. Um, but before we get into that, I will kick it to Jackson for... Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. Again, thank you, Fantasy Football Network, for sponsoring that. The question we had tonight was, which player has the Philadelphia Eagles record for career interceptions with 34? Which player holds the Philadelphia Eagles record for career interceptions with 34? And the answer is... 
all the above. All the above. All the above. So they were all two of them are tied at 34? Yeah, all tied. All That's pretty above. fucking cool. I didn't know that. Breaking news on the pod. Ra- Raquel Welsh died. You don't care. No. Uh, you don't that? even know who that is? She's like the hottest woman, like the 1960s. Cool, dude. All right, next topic. Senior Kramer's. Take it away, Jackson. Yes, senior, yes, Tom. Yes, yes. R.I.P. You know, for sure. I like. R.I.P., but I don't know who that woman is. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to talk about it anymore. Go ahead, Jack. not a man of class. Uh, shut up. Uh, no, he did obviously made Philadelphia proud. I mean, I was glad to see what he did for us in the Super Bowl. What? Not you. I'm making that face at the two. Not nah, fuck. Still talking about the old lady. You're good. Right. Keep rolling. No, no, no. Move on, because you kind of just caught me off my. I'll, I'll take it from you, buddy. Yeah, Jalen Hurts um, <laughs> outplayed the shit out of Mahomes. Outplayed the shit out of everybody on the field. Um, I think he he proved everything he needed. Yeah, that fumble that the Chiefs defense returned for a touchdown. Probably changed the game, um, but that's just a free play. Whatever, like he's just trying to make a play. But he bought out. He passed accurately. He ran. I mean, like Jack brought up earlier, that two point conversion, like that was just all like I'm gonna put the motherfucking team on my back and get into the goddamn end zone. Like that wasn't scheme. That wasn't like football player. That was just I am a better athlete and stronger than the person across the line from me. So Jalen Hurts, man, he's the man and. I did not believe in Jalen Hurts coming into the season, but that's okay because now you do. Even Jesus sinned once, so people make mistakes. I'm happy. I'm happy. I was proven wrong. Really, I was. What did Jesus sin? Jesus destroyed the temple. Fun fact: He sinned. Mary didn't sin, but you know that's that's a whole different Catholic Bible study. Thank you, Father Josh. Josh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Y'all were saying. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Well, yeah, Jalen did make us proud. Um, he made Philly proud, and uh, yeah, no, it's 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 crazy to see that he did have the highest grading um, QB performance in the Super Bowl, one of the highest. Um, because people said that he was an average passer. People said he couldn't pass. Uh, he, he couldn't throw a deep ball. But I saw him throw a couple deep balls in this game, and he had three oh four passing yards. So. All those people that were nagging about that they can they can eat their own words to be honest. Um, they yeah. can eat worse than that. Yeah, they can eat some other stuff too. They could they can eat some dog shit and some other stuff too. And uh, yeah, get into it um, later. But um, yeah, I'm just proud of Jalen Hurts. I really am. And he's gonna he's gonna prove a lot of people wrong again. Watch, he will. Do you think that you get bonus points for winning the game? Because Russell Wilson and Nick Foles, I find it interesting on that graphic, both won the games. Nick Foles in 2017, Russell Wilson in 2013. Jalen Hurts, it's interesting that he lost that game. You don't think that that has anything to play into this? No? I wouldn't say that. I mean, I think it's just – It just, sucks looking at this graphic, just being candid. I mean, it's just a coincidence, I guess, I guess like for Russ and, and Nick Foles. Russ didn't do shit in that Super Bowl. I will say on Twitter, like, everybody was very complimentary of Hurts. Like, I did not see any Hurts haters after the Super Bowl. Like, obviously not. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, even, like, non-Eagles fans, non-Chiefs fans. I would just say like a a Chargers fan, maybe. Like, maybe a guy that looked pretty upset. Uh, One of us. One of us. Mike, I mean, you look pretty sad for a Chargers fan. I'm just saying. 
When I got this picture in my DMs, I was laughing my ass off. But this is probably right after I think they they threw the flag. So this family immediately after hearing me yell, I hate you, Mahomes, for an hour straight, had to get this photo. But there were good sports about it. it. It was a lot of fun. But, yeah, I was one of you guys for a day. And, by the way, just shout out for those PFF grades. Go to PFF.com. Use their premium tools. See? Told you you should have sponsored me, PFF. Check it out. Well, yeah, I mean, I just find it so no, funny that, like, you're right here. Oh, you're sweating mind. it. You got the <laughs> Eagles fans next to you. And I wanted to say, like, I kind of covered it up in this photo. I'll try to put it on and I'll clip it on TikTok. You look more upset than these damn Eagles fans in this photo. Yeah. This lady well, in this pic right here, I mean, she looks upset, but dude, you look fucking crushed. Well, because yeah, it's like watching the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. It's it, it's it's sad for them. I feel like I was watching my eleventh straight Fast and Furious movie. I knew exactly how it was going to end already. <laughs> soon as as soon as they scored the two point conversion, I celebrated. I was excited. I was jumping up and down, but then I had to stop for a second, look at the clock, and realize I know who that that man is on the other sideline. And that's what I was going to say about Jalen Hurts too. That last drive is what he deserves the most credit for. I mean, the totality of the game was awesome, but with the Super Bowl on the line, going against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, a team that you know is expected to to be at their best in the high-pressure moments like that, Jalen Hurts was at his best in that high-pressure moment, and that's that's a great sign for your guys' future, especially if he does take a pay cut like the reports are saying he's interested in doing. That'd be nice. But one of you guys, for one night, I was the only Chargers fan in the entire stadium, and it didn't work out for me. And that guy next to me, I, don't, I forgot his name. I forgot his name, but they got engaged, like, during the Super Bowl at halftime, like, right there next to me. That was pretty dope, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, like, awesome for them. Congratulations. But at the same time, like, they're going to have to tell their kids for the rest of their life, like, oh, what happened after you guys got engaged? Oh, well, the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. That's – that's Talk tough, like but this, more props to them. I mean, maybe that's why they look somewhat happy. You know what I mean? Compared yeah. to taking the, the worst L of their life because they kind of just took a W before. So congratulations to them, though. Yeah, Mike, were Chiefs fans bother you after the after the game or no? No, actually. The, the fans on both sides deserve a lot of credit, at least around me and my section, because it was back and forth. Everyone was talking shit. Everyone was getting crazy, but it was healthy. It was respectful, and then when the game was over – the Eagles fans congratulated the Chiefs fans on the way out, and I think they took it to the parking lot because once I got to the parking lot, there was a lot of mad Eagles fans out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think they just were like, let's get out of the stadium. We don't want red confetti falling on our asses. Let's take this out to the parking lot and start cursing. <laughs> <laughs> what a sad thing. That's what we do. Neutral we got the parking lot. But that's all we got for you guys tonight. Thank you guys for stopping by to vent with us and say what's up. Jackson, Josh, I will kick it to you guys to do oh, what you oh, do. I can't, not, not this show. Not this <laughs> show. Josh. I know you're upset. You're upset. Uh, you're I think gonna make out, actually. It's an outro, yes, not yes, an yes. intro. Hit that outro. Yes. We'll be back, Chargers again, JJ. I'll tell you that right now. JJ's a bandwagon fan.